right, we're going to be in 2 Peter chapter 1. Uh, we're going to uh, start on verse 4, work our way uh, through a couple of those uh, verses there. Um, and I'm going to start off uh, kind of an unusual theme here. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to uh, talk about an, an like an Indian proverb uh, that I that I read that was uh, kind of uh, appropriate for our discussion. <clears throat> and there's this Indian wisdom says our lives are rivers. We are born somewhere small and quiet, and we move toward a place we cannot see, but only imagine. Along our journey, people and events flow into us, and we are created of everywhere and everyone we have passed. Each event, each person changes us in some way. Even in times of drought, we are still moving and growing, but it's during the season of rain that we expand the most. And water flows from all directions, sweeping at terrifying speed, chasing against rocks, spilling over boundaries. These are painful times but they enable us to carry burdens we could never have thought possible. And, um, I mean, that kind of spoke to me because I've, I've, I've felt that way often. And, in, 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 you know, as you journey through, you, there's some people that are really good mentors, show you what you should be doing, look up to. And then there's other people that are uh, mentors, and they show you what you shouldn't be doing because <laughs> you don't want to end up down that same path. But what this wisdom lacks is um, knowledge. It, the, the wisdom lacks the, the spiritual knowledge to guide the boat. And so often when people are terrified um, or lack that knowledge, they relinquish control. They, they, they just let go. <laughs> I kept on, I wasn't going to use this reference, but I got to use it because it keeps on popping up in my mind. Remember that song, Jesus Take the Wheel? <laughs> you know, and... And, and uh, that, that song, I, I really didn't like that song because, you know, Jesus, he'll guide us, but he expects us to do something. <laughs> he expects us uh, to, 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 to be there and, and, and follow his, his, uh, his teachings and, and move in the, in the right direction. And so as I was reading this, I, I really thought, I thought about all those people that, uh, what uh, the Navy uh, term, and I wish Brother Eric was, was here because I'd ping him on that, um, is rudderless. When you're in a boat and there is no rudder and that boat is literally going anywhere, you know, either the wind or the current takes it, right? And so um, this is counter to our principles as an independent Baptist. Independent Baptists, we, we kind of uh, march to our own drum beat, assuming we did have drums in our services. Um, but we don't, we don't spend enough time talking about that. You know, we, we address it a lot in Sunday school. Um, but, but we really need to talk about how to protect ourselves, uh, how to protect ourselves from the world, how to protect ourselves uh, from those that are, are challenging our doctrines every day. Um, because um, like that picture, uh, we can, you know, really uh, end up in one of those kind of dead ends, right? One of those uh, streams, dead end streams. And that's why I decided to uh, um, kind of title this devotional, um, Be Different from the World, But Not Indifferent. And, uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, talk about that a little, a little more. Um, 2 Peter 1, 4. 2 Peter 1, 4. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises 
that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust, right? And we use that word lust, um, and, and we're going to talk about that a little bit more, but it seems like lately there's all sorts of political scandals, um, whether it's Republicans or Democrats. You know, there's always something going on politically, um, and no one scandal is worse than the other. Um, I think we'd like to point out whatever your opposing party is, oh, that's worse. But, you know, a scandal is a scandal. And um, there's no such thing as being a little corrupt, right? There's really no such, such thing, especially within Christianity. And so, um, but this category can apply not only to the White House, but to small businesses. We see that scandals in small businesses and finances, in churches, uh, corruption. Um, and so we, the body of believers, are not to have anything to do with that. We are, we, are, we are to remove ourselves from that. Uh, we, is, we are to escape corruption that is in the world through lust. And, and the Bible repeats that often. Uh, thou shalt not covet. So what's, what's the difference between uh, coveting and lusting? Well, there really isn't that much. Uh, we think of lust as t- tending to be of a sexual nature, but it's really not. People lust power, for instance. And so... Um, you know, what, what prompts uh, somebody into corruption? What prompts that embezzler? It's, it's lust. It's, it's coveting, right? <laughs> this, this commercial is, is, is on a lot, and, um, and, and this is a reference really to it could be a politician, it could be a business CEO, it could be a law firm, or even a pastor, right? It could be anyone uh, that falls into uh, corruption, and uh, we know of a, of a pastor in Colorado Springs. Uh, we, we looked for a really solid independent Baptist church there, found it. Um, the, uh, you go in Sunday morning, it was literally standing room only. People were lining up the wall standing uh, during the service. And, um, and then they even, for pastor appreciation, sent this pastor and his wife um, on a cruise. And I thought, uh, man, we've got to really kind of, you know, raise our game a little bit, right? Um, but uh, about maybe a year or so later, found out this pastor was stealing money from the missions funds. And here was this church that had everything going for it, and you could, the Holy Spirit was there. It was, it, you know, it, it was one of those churches you could go into and you feel what we got, you know, the love and everybody, and they were just loving on Zach and all that. And, and it was just the crying shame that the devil was allowed to, uh, worm his way in um, and, and cause that, but also what, what caused that? More. I want more. You know, coveting. And, and you know, business CEO, politicians, me and you, uh, or even pastors are not immune to that, right? Wanting more, like, uh, like in the commercial. Second Peter uh, 1 5. And besides this, so escaping the desires of, for the lust of the world, so on. So he's, he's, besides all of that, giving all diligence, in other words, he wants us to focus on this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge, right? Um, and, and that's the center point. That's the primary thing, uh, faith, right? Um, add to your faith um, because without faith, uh, you can't please God. And if without faith, you're not pleasing God, 
uh, you, don't, you don't have the guidance of the Holy Spirit. You don't have the blessings that he has. Um, you don't have the relationship. Um, you start with that bedrock word of God um, through faith, and once you start studying it through faith, then the Holy Spirit guides you through that. And that's why you can read a verse that tells you something one day. You go back, and, you, and it tells you something totally different that you didn't even see before and happens to apply to what you're going through. Uh, that's the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And, and, and in churches, without faith, without uh, knowledge, it's just a social club. You're just gathering together, you know, and, 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 and you know, just, just uh, a feel-good type of thing. Um, and, and that's nice, but that's what it shouldn't only be, right? Uh, we love our fellowship time, but that's what it, it, it should only uh, come after we have that spiritual uh, uh, blessing and we have that spiritual knowledge and we're focusing on that. And the fellowship and, the, um, and, and all of that will come along as well. But I've had those conversations with people that are going through other churches and you go, oh, what, what, what church do you go to? And they start naming some you know, generic greenhouse, whatever, church, whatever. And, um, and then they immediately start telling you about, oh, well, well let me tell you, oh, yeah, we, our church is great. We have a food bank, and we're, you know, we participate in Habitat for Humanity, and we're building these houses. And they start, start going down the line of all these social programs because that's what's important to them, right? And they're, they're, they're focusing on feeding the wrong thing. You have, to, you have to focus on saving the soul first. That's our focus. Um, but with faith, then everything begins to fall in place. With faith, the Holy Spirit, again, begins to open up the word, and we gain knowledge. 2 Peter 1.6, and to knowledge temperance. Now, that word temperance means everything in moderation, right? Everything in moderation. And to temperance, patience. And to patience, godliness. And that, that godliness is with a small g, because it doesn't mean that we become gods in any way, shape, or form. Uh, it means merely that we belong to a life that's God's design. Uh, we have fellowship with him. It's godliness is holiness, right? And, and I, like I always point out, holiness doesn't mean that we put on those monk robes, you know, and, and you know, not talk to anybody and beat our heads with the Bible or something like that. No, holy just means set apart for his use. Set apart for his use. That's all it means. Um, 2 Peter uh, 7, 7, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity, which is love, right? Number eight, for if these things be in you and abound, so I'm going to stop right there. Peter is talking to the body of believers. He's talking about talking to people that are saved, like you and I, um, and, and, and these people body of believers are in the midst of the Jewish community. They're newly minted Christians, but now they're surrounded by a whole bunch of uh, Jewish culture um, and Jewish customs and Jewish religions, their friends, their neighbors, their uh, other family members, and they hate them, and they're persecuting them because to them, you've tur they've turned their backs on the culture, on the family, on everything they have stood for for hundreds and hundreds of years, and they're making those newly minted Christians like miserable, right? Um, they couldn't do a business with other Jews. If they had a little kiosk, nobody would buy from them because they were Christians, you know? And that only happened during antiquity, right? We don't have to worry about that today, right? Um, obviously, obviously, you, you put a, 
uh, a sign on your door identifying yourself with Christians nowadays, you know, you're opening up yourself for a lawsuit. Who's going to challenge you? <laughs> you know, the proverbial, you know, you better bake a cake for my you know, same-sex marriage and all that stuff or I'm going to sue you or, or something to that effect. Last year, the state of Michigan, their, their Supreme Court added protections for sexual orientation and gender identity to the Elliott Larson Act, uh, Civil Rights Act. <clears throat> and they barred uh, all employers and all businesses from discriminating against someone on the basis of gender identity, LGBT, Q, I, A. We're gonna tell you, I'll tell you what that is. Um, but they didn't, but the issue with this is they didn't uh, add any protection for uh, either Christian schools or churches. So if we were going to hire somebody to do our landscaping and an LGBT trans person applies for the job and we just tell them, no, I'm sorry, we can't have you because you know, we, you know, we, we, we only want people of like faith, <laughs> that's a lawsuit. That's, that's what Michigan is up against. So Christian, uh, Christian schools in Michigan and, and, and uh, churches are having to do that battle, right? Um, and, and so we see that any instance uh, on, in, in, the Bi- in, in the Bible, uh, anything, any stance is going to be met with legal battles, is going to be met with confrontation. Um, families aren't going to invite you over to the meal, to a, to a dinner, because they think you're going to be talking about Jesus. Oh, my gosh, you're going to talk about Jesus. You know, we can't have him uh, here at the dinner table. And so uh, not only these, these folks and, and that Peter is writing to were meeting this opposition from fellow Jews, uh, but, uh, you know, we're going through the same thing. And so he's writing uh, to them, and he's writing to us, fellow unbelieving neighbors, as well as the Romans fighting them. Well, we have the same thing with our government now saying, hey, um, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to be more like us, more like the world, right? And so they were getting kind of squeezed on, on both ends, so to, so to speak. So Peter is telling them not to give in to these pressures, Second Peter 1.8, for if these things be in you and abound, all these things he talked about, if we have it within ourselves and we let it grow, right, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So these are verses that today totally apply to, to us, but also you can read this and, and see the application for a lot of contemporary churches today. I'm sure that every single one of you today have a family member or a friend or somebody that's going to one of these contemporary churches now, you know, um, and, and, um, and they gain no knowledge because they're not in the word. They're not t- taking the time to study it. Um, we know that they're going in there if they want a feel-good type of upbeat, modern praise and worship team type of uh, atmosphere, you know, lights down low, all that kind of stuff. Um, and so what do they do? They relinquish control. They, they take off the rudder off their boat, say somebody else is going to guide this ship. And, um, you know, I don't want to have to study too hard because it's too difficult for me to understand or whatever. Um, because coming to church and getting a feel-good message um, doesn't allow you to grow. Uh, for many churches, they, uh, they, their, their preaching is very high level. 
and is secondary uh, only to the music lyrics. They focus a lot on the bu music lyrics, and, and, and unfortunately, the music that they're listening to is like the, the Bethel music um, uh, programs and productions that they have now. I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Um, but but, but the, the thing that struck me from the, from the modern Christian uh, movement that is happening is no different than Catholicism 101. And the reason I say that is that Catholics, having grown up as a Catholic, they don't want you in the deeper things of the word because they don't want you to reveal all the issues doctrinally that they have within the religion, right? And um, I mean, you go to a Catholic church and, and if, the, if the priest happens to say something you agree with and you say amen, boy, they're gonna look at you funny. They're gonna go, what was, you're not allowed. You're not allowed to say that. You know, only father or so-and-so can, can say amen. And that's how regimented and structured and they don't want the congregation to have any knowledge or participation or anything. That, that all is coming directly directed from another person. That same thing is happening within co contemporary Christianity. Um, that they're going to give you a high level and they're gonna, not going to preach on the book of Revelation because it's too scary. And, and the song, le the, the song uh, lyrics are just repeating the same verse over and over. right? And then, uh, specific to the Bethel music program, they have all these pagan issues going on. Now, in context, uh, you go on Joy FM, you go on the playlist, and you're gonna see uh, Hillsong a lot, and you're gonna see uh, Bethel music. If you know what I'm talking about, you, then, then, then you probably have, have heard them. But the, the Bethel church movement, the music industry, that music production company disguised as a church are all doing these kind of crazy things. Um, they have Christian tarot cards. They're called destiny cards. And that is actually a picture of them doing like a reading right outside like a foyer at the church, telling people, you know, okay, you know, I think God's wanting you to go do this. Um, they have gold dust, and this is, this is, and there's YouTubes on this. I went and I, I, I fact-checked all of these. They'll start talking about, and we have angels in our midst, and they'll spread glitter during the service. Seriously. Um, they have a new age type of thing, only they call it offering reading. It's focused on me, myself, and I. Um, all that positive thinking, I can do this, I can do that. Uh, they believe in speaking things into existence, which is prosperity gospel. Um, and they, they, they actually have had services uh, trying to resurrect a dead child, which is necromancy. Um, they believe in grave soaking, going to a, a priest that had passed and they, they lay on the grave um, trying to anoint themselves with the dead spirits from this person. They, and, and listen, I would not be doing this unless I fact check this and there's enough information out there from multiple sources of all these things. Now, is that extreme? Yeah, you bet that extreme. But is that going on within the contemporary music industry? Yes, it is. Again, uh, you, you, can, uh, you can Google some of their songs and, 
and if you're listening to contemporary music, uh, you'll recognize a lot of them, right? They're tax, they're tax exempt, um, and they call themselves a church. So when you see these verses about knowledge, about opening up the Bible, about studying, and, and um, to avoid heresy, we should be able to recognize all this stuff. We should be able to look at those things and say, you know, that's not right. You know, you have a neighbor, you have a friend, you have a family member. That's not right. Did you know this? Did you know this aspect of it? We need to be able to yell at them and say, you're, you're going down the wrong stream. It's just a dead end. You know, don't go there. That's not the way. Um, and we need to be able to call it out. But, um, you know, they're, they're more concerned about what the world is saying about them than what the Bible is saying about the world. Um, and that's the, that's the direction of the political correctness church, right? Now, independent Baptists don't relinquish control like that. Uh, we don't contribute to some sort of state agency that then contributes to a national agency. Um, we're, we're not told which uh, hymnal we can use, which Bible verse we can use. We don't, we're not told that. Um, and, and so, uh, and all of that, what I just mentioned, is what, that's what the Southern Baptists are doing. And, and so as they continue to migrate towards a more contemporary structure, um, uh, they're all migrating at the same time. Um, it's just really feel-good theology, really. And, and unfortunately, that's what people want, a lot of people want, right? So um, independent Baptist, uh, you know, we love our pastor dearly. We respect them. But you better check the verses he's using. You better check on what he's preaching. You better check on anybody that's got, got, gotten up here, myself included. Um, you know, it, it, if it starts going down the wrong path, you have the authority to call in question, right? Um, one time I, I, I used a, a, a Bible verse graphic in Sunday school, and um, it, there, was, there was a word that was wrong on there because it was a different translation, and I didn't catch it. Somebody said, hey, brother, you know that I don't think that was KJV, and it looked it's like, sure enough, it wasn't. You know, and and so, but I was glad. A, they're paying attention. <laughs> B, um, you know, we have an environment here that people feel that they can approach it in a loving way. You know, brother, sister, listen. Um, you know, I, I think you need to revisit that because something just uh, isn't right and and um, it, it, it doctrinally sound. Call it out, right? So. Independent Baptists, we are all more like this guy here. And I love this quote. Um, when um, Brother Cook, our missionary from Canada, came here, and he talked about digital IDs and where they're going, I, I went home and fact-checked. Um, if you want to know what I found out, let me know. <laughs> let me know afterwards. I'll tell you. When Brother Farnham made a statement about laws in Michigan and where they were going, I went home and fact-checked. And that's why I mentioned those laws in, in Michigan. That's where I got it. For what, what, what he mentioned as far as where they're going and, and, and what's happening to the churches in that state. Uh, let's look at uh, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17. Um, so this is a, another place that uh, we, 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 talked, we talk about uh, issues of faith and being doctrinally sound. And it says that Christ may dwell in your hearts. And how is he dwelling? By faith, that you that ye being rooted and grounded in love, 
may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, right? That's uh, four dimensions within our three-dimensional world. Um, and, to, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. And, and, and that is a, a prayer for all the body of believers. And, and, and the way we gain that fullness of love is through studying the word, doing what we're doing tonight, digging deep, right? Um, and, and that's how we do it. Now, turn to Colossians 1.10. Uh, Colossians 1.10. That ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. I'm going to stop there. In other words, God doesn't expect us to be so far apart and away from the world that we're socially awkward people, that we, that, that we can't talk to them, um, you know, can't tell them what's going on in the world and how to combat it. Um, we don't have to be partaking in any of that. And I heard somebody say one time that they, there was some church that had a bar ministry and they would go and drink beer with people and try to preach the gospel. No, no, we don't, we don't need to do that. Um, you know, but on the other hand, we don't, we don't need to be looked at them as a bunch of kooks that, that they ridicule because we're oddballs and we're so out of step from, they don't, that we have no point of reference. Um, we need to understand where they're going. We need to understand their social climate. And like I said, uh, every letter of the LGBTQIA, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and or questioning, intersex, asexual, we need to know what those are so that we have the Bible references uh, available so we can tell them, listen, in a very loving way, this is how far apart you are from the, from the will of God. This is what the Bible says about these things that that you may think are okay because the world is telling you is okay, but listen, I'm here to tell you that, that no, you're out of step, you're out of fellowship uh, from the Lord. Um, but a lot of Christians are appalled even to hear any of that mentioned. They'll put their, cover up their kids' ears and say, oh, don't, don't hear that. I want to protect you from that. Um, I, I don't want you to know anything about any of that. Um, and why should we know? Again, uh, so that so that we know the references, so that we can tell them no, it, there is no hate speech here. We don't we don't hate you. We 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 hate that type of sin, um, and and we are sinners saved by grace. And so uh, I don't hate you because you sin differently than I do, right? Um, and we we put it to that context. Um, when they say that Jesus never preached against homosexuality, we need to be able to um, answer that. Uh, we need to have those Bible verses ready. So being rooted in our Christian faith is important, even though the world doesn't love us, right? Um, but they will respect us for where we're at. Believe me, many, many times uh, I've known people, they won't even talk to you. But and then you'll hear that deep down they respect at least you're taking a stance, that you, you are rooted and you are walking the talk, right? And so um, last Wednesday, the preacher mentioned that, uh, that you know, there's, there's kids that are so insulated in their faith and they leave the influence of their parents and they go into party mode, right? They'll, once they get done with the Christian college, whatever, they go into party mode 
um, and, and even in his example denounced Christianity. And, and Robin and I have some also examples of that. The, Lord, the world should look at us um, and, 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 and wish they had what we had, right? That then they see the, the, these examples of a former Christian or whatever, and they go, ha, they really want what we have. So I don't need that. I don't need to go search for uh, the Lord or anything like that. And so Paul is praying that we might uh, be just good, solid testimonies, right, for God's grace. Finishing uh, Colossians 1.10, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Um, we're, we're not saved to sit, right? We are saved to serve. You just never know, you know, when, when it's going to be the first time ever in your church that you're going to be leading singing, hypothetically. <laughs> You just sometimes just show up and it's like, okay, there's nobody else to lead singing. Well, I guess I got to lead singing. You know, the, the Lord's going to use you in whatever way possible. Um, and in my case, uh, hopefully a joyful noise it was. So um, moving on. The world loves this. Man, they had uh, 10 million copies of this book sold. Every, anybody recognize it? Ever heard of it? Yeah. Eat, Pray, Love. And um, it was the journey to enlightenment, right? Um, and, and why was it popular? Because it didn't take any work. It, it really didn't take any effort. Um, you just kind of float along that stream, our proverbial stream that we're using as an example as a jellyfish, just going <laughs> wherever the current's taking them, right? Eat, pray, love. Um, uh, again, without a rudder. Um, there is no doctrine. It doesn't say who you're praying to, right? Uh, there's no specifics uh, who you pray to, but... On the other, other hand, the Bible is constantly telling us, learn, pray, pray some more, and love. Thou shalt love the, the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind, Matthew 22, 37. And through all that, then you grow, right? You, then you start growing through knowledge. Going back to our study verses, 2 Peter 1, 9, 2 Peter 1, 9. But he that lacketh these things, in other words, these, these good things, a part of godly living, if he lacketh these things, is blind, right, and cannot see afar, and, that, and hath forgotten that he was purged from the old sin. So that tells you that this person was purged. He, he was saved. This person was saved. But he lacked the knowledge. Became spiritually blind. Those things just got too far away from them, right? And so, as we talked about the modern church movement, there's probably a lot of people that get saved there. There's a, somewhat of a revival happening in some places um, centered around the modern church movement. They're, they're getting saved. Um, for the most part, the people are, the Peter is warning these bodies of believers, these newly minted Christians, wherever they're at, that uh, without actually walking the Christian walk, it's awfully easy to just go back into those that same lifestyle, living back into this same lifestyle of the world, right? It's a real pitfall. It's heresy, derailing Christians that, that otherwise would be serving the Lord, and that's what he wants us, that's where he wants us, spreading the gospel. But, but, they, but then these churches get to the point that they dilute the word so far that they're not even preaching the gospel. You know, they're not even focused on getting souls saved. In biblical times, the warning was about being yoked with the law, right? Um, 
that, that today the, the warning really is about pulling the world and paganism, as we saw with those tarot cards and all that stuff, and putting it right dead center in the church, right dead center. Um, Second, Second Peter uh, 1.10, wherefore, the rather, meaning on the other hand, all that stuff, that being said, brethren, give diligence to making your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. So if you stick with the knowledge, if you, then, then you're not going to backslide. You're not going to fall in your testimony. You're not going to go back to do those things, and somebody sees you doing those things, and, and, and then you're not effective for the Lord anymore. Um, and he's not talking about losing your salvation. He's talking about you losing your testimony, just to be clear. And, and, then he, and, and so uh, he says, give diligence to making your calling an election. And what is our calling, right? What is it? Um, well, go ye therefore. <laughs> go, right? And um, are you going to be effective if you're clueless about the world? If you've been so insulated and somebody starts talking about their lifestyle and you take a step back and you say, you did what? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know about that, right? You have to pay attention to basic news. That's a lot harder today because everything's slanted. But you have to be at least pay attention to that. And then Brother Joe and I were talking about that. Um, it, people are, get so insulated, they don't know what's going on to the world. Now, when I was in prison... Now, just to um, context, on the Monopoly board, when you're coming across and you get to that corner, it's just, just visiting. That was me. I was just visiting prison, <laughs> just to be clear. So, so we were at the prison ministry, and, and this guy, uh, I sat down with him, and he started pouring out his heart about all the evil things he did that got him there. And then just as bad, once he got into the prison system, started telling me about all the evil things that was done to him. Right. And so in my heart just really went out to him. You know, I'll just, you know, I'll just start talking to him. And, you know, of course, you know, before you even do any of that, you just pray that the Holy Spirit guides you. And we ended up talking and praying and studying the word and all that kind of stuff. But, but what would have happened if, you know, we get so insulated, somebody has that conversation with us and our jaw drops and we take a step back. That person's going to go, this person's not hearing what I'm saying. They can't relate to the issue I'm going through. They're too saintly. They're too holy. And I'm so far gone that I'll never get to, to that, you know. And so what's the use? I'm not going to get saved. And I can guarantee you there are people who feel that way. And we have Sunday morning, people come in here, and they look at us, and, wow, they're singing the songs. They're not even looking at the hymn book. Well, I'll never get that way. I'll never get so saintly. I'll never get so holy. And that's what they look at you and they and they feel that you are. Um, and we and we and we that's why we take them aside and we talk to them and we and and we uh, encourage them and um, hopefully they uh, they get saved and then they grow into knowledge and then they realize now they're just like us. They're just a sinner saved by grace, right? And so. Uh, knowing what's going on in the wor world, having these study verses uh, includes recognizing these false, false doctrines we're talking about. Um, you know, and, and so just because you studied the Bible and are so also familiar with 
going out in the world, uh, you, you can then start recognizing uh, what is being tolerated out there. Um, lots of churches appealing to the flesh, uh, the whole prosperity gospel and all that. And, and for them, it's just a fun social club. That's all they really want to do. They want to uh, make it a fun social club at that point. They don't have a sanctuary anymore. They just have an auditorium just like anywhere else in the world, right? Now, in Galatians 5.19, 21, I'll read through that. Um, it's this constant battle that we're always going through, our, our flesh and our spirit, and is, and is continuous throughout the, the, the New Testament in the age of grace. Now, the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness, that's all sexual immorality sins, um, that, that anything that can come to mind, idolatry, witchcraft, which we saw those tarot cards and all that, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, all of that still pertinent to today's world and even more so. And then you get into the kind of grosser aspects, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have always told you in the time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And so people that want to stay in those lifestyles, these people that came away from that lifestyle, and then, and then you know, if they're not careful, they'll be dragged back in. Will they lose their, test will they lose their salvation? No. But will they lose their testimony? Will they stop being effective for the Lord? You better believe it. And, and the Lord will, will, will take their hand off. If they're, they're not careful, even worse. But certainly they're not going to get any blessings. And so as it goes through these, it talks about kind of the state of the union and where we're at. Um, it talks about jealousy, which always leads to wrath and depression. They think, um, you know, they, 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 want, they, they want something, they think they deserve it. Uh, selfish attitudes. Um, you know, ambition isn't necessarily wrong unless you're uh, really lying and cheating your way to the top. Dissension, the feeling that they, they know better, right? Uh, so they start to gossip and spread rumors. So do you know what so-and-so did and so on and so forth? Nothing splits a church faster than that, right? Factions, heresies, um, they're, they're more focused on how much cash is collected and so, gee, if we're not getting enough cash, then we need to change our doctrine. We need to change what we're doing, try to, try to get more cash into the door, right? And it, it's all consistent. Now, skipping over to 2 Peter verse 12, as we need to start wrapping up. It says, Wherefore, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance. It's just it says, remember this. Of these things, though you know them, and be established in the present truth. Uh, that is knowing who Jesus was, right? So he's constantly saying, I need to remind you of these things, and we need to remind ourselves of these things. Uh, continue what they, what they, the apostles, started, uh, keeping that journey in the Christian walk. Um, as you walk in the world, right? Uh, going out into the world and preaching the gospel. So I'll leave you with these uh, simple things, a summary. So be proficient in the word. Uh, be aware of what the world is telling people that it's okay to do. And that's what we're talking about. You know, we, we certainly 
uh, talked about people that are way far away from the word and then people that are doctrinally unsound and, and, and there's issues with both. Um, when, when, when Nick graduated from high school in Buholtz, the prom queen was a guy. Yeah, yeah, and that was what year? 2016. The prom queen was a guy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. As a male. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. And and there was there was issues because at the homecoming game and stuff, he was the uh, junior RTC commandant thing, and say they had to do escorts. And so one of the guys had to escort, normally escorts the prom queen. And there was this. So you can imagine that it caused some issues. But uh, for us, it became this teachable moment. You know, this teachable moment. Okay, this is what's going on with the world. This is how you need to look at it. These are the verses pertinent to that. This is how you make your stand. This is how you keep your testimony. This is how then you can be that light in the world, right? So, so it te teased off all those conversations. Be different, not indifferent. Know what's going on. Be aware of what the social media is telling Christianity. There is so much false doctrine out there. There is so much slanted views about Christianity and even Bible verses and stuff like that. Be aware of what your kids are seeing on social media and, and recognize which churches have fallen so far away from doctrinal principles that, that you, you need to call them out in a loving way, in, a, in, a, in an educated way too. You know, have those Bible verses ready. Say, listen, this is why this church has deviated so far away and we need to protect our church from this. We all as members, each and every one of us have a voice and have a say and, and should be watching out for, for the doctrine that, that uh, we keep um, and we pray that we keep uh, sound uh, through faith. Learn, pray, love, and grow. Any, any questions? Yes. Questions, comments? Yes, sir. Father, we thank you for this evening, Lord. We thank you for just whenever we can open up uh, your book, Lord, and study it and grow from the knowledge, Lord. Our hearts go out for those that um, are not hearing the gospel preached that they should, Lord, and uh, those that are unsaved that, and, and also those that uh, are saved and, and, and just not in, in doctrinally sound environments, Lord. We uh, ask the Holy Spirit move them in any way, uh, shape that it needs to be. Pray for those that... Uh, drive by our church and are curious and want to know and don't yield to the spirit we ask you to give them the gumption to come in and, and hear the gospel the message of salvation uh, preached here lord um, and we asked um, for uh, all the all those that we mentioned uh, tonight um, with uh, medical needs and uh, different types of needs lord and we know that you know the needs of the pastor as well that he gets home safely lord uh, and so we ask you to be with uh, all these requests um, and be with us this, uh, this evening as we go to our respective homes. We ask you all these things in Jesus' name.